And it's that time of year again, Sal. Woo! Yeah! What's up, Ride Dad? Season four. Welcome back to another season of the Ride Dads, hosted by none other than the two raddest dads on the East Coast. Yeah! Back in studio is Rob and myself. It's been some time, and I think much needed time off. What's up, Rob? Not much, Sal. How have you been? I've been. I've been. You've have been you, doing. Huh? I've. I've been doing. Have you been? Happy. I'm, a, I'm happy all right. New I'm year. all right. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. How were your holidays? My holidays were great. Other than apparently everyone on the East Coast was sick. Oh, dude. Literally everybody. I fucking traveled 13 hours, and my entire family was sick. I thought I was in the clear until two days before we were leaving, and I was like, yeah, this is just going to be wonderful. A fantastic drive back home. 13 hours, feeling like absolute turd. Everyone's in for a treat. My, probably one of my favorite bourbons we are ranking. Oh, yeah. That's uh, that's one of Rob's top three. It's in top one of his top trees. Uh, it's definitely top three. Yes. Um, and it's not the bottle I'm staring at. No, it's the no. bottom that's bottle that's behind the, you. That's the bottle empty. that's empty. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Sal, do you do New Year's resolutions? No. Well, this is gonna be a short episode. That was fucking great. <laughs> you picked the greatest topics, Rob. I know. All maybe, right, everybody. Maybe, thanks for joining us. <laughs> maybe we should talk about this shit before we start the episode, Sal. When I say, "Hey, we're gonna talk about New Year's resolutions," and you said, "Okay," yeah, not well, paying attention <clears throat> to me. You look. I'm I, not your wife. You actually have to engage in, and talk to me. Are you assuming I don't engage in, to my wife? I'm I'm assuming you yes her. Uh, at times, so, sometimes, yeah, sometimes, yes. <laughs> just just to get through it, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I just nod my head, and then you know what? She'll catch me later on and be like, uh, "We'll be we'll have a we'll have a conversation and." And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? She goes, we just had this conversation three hours ago. I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I was thinking about something. <laughs> Almost like, hey, we're going to do New Year's resolutions. And you say, yeah, that sounds good. And we talk about how your New Year's resolutions. Well, look, just because I don't do New Year's resolutions that starting this year doesn't mean that you don't do res- New Year's resolutions. So do you do New Year's resolutions? No. Oh, so that's a fucking great topic you pick, Rob. <laughs> so I... <laughs> oh, my God, we're three minutes in. We're killing each other. Jesus Christ, Rob. I used to do New Year's resolutions. So did I. But what I realized is I didn't, they never lasted. You know what, man? And I felt like, why do you need a new year to set, your, set yourself straight? So if you want to do something, just do it. Yeah, Exactly. But I, somebody, everybody needs a reason, you know, new year, new you, let's, let's, let's get to it. And I'm do a things. new person every day. I wake up. <sighs> you sure about that, Rob? Shave my head is <laughs> all good. <laughs> I look in, I wake up every morning, look in the mirror, say, yep, still the same ugly motherfucker I was yesterday. <laughs> I'm just here another day. And I say, thank you to the man up above. <laughs> I, I mean, look, I used to do New Year's resolutions. Did they last? I think one year I, I was actually pretty good. Was, and I think most people, their New Year's resolution is 
I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to work out. Um, I'm going to watch what I eat. Uh, do some people stick to it? You know, maybe. I, I, I did pretty good one year. I was four, four months into it. Worked out, ate, ate healthy, and I looked good. And then it was, you know, that was it. <laughs> then he realized he was 40 plus and what the fuck is he then doing? I, then a holiday came and I was like, ah, what's the point? <laughs> I'm missing all this good food. So, I mean, I, I feel like I battle that regularly. Like, I try to eat healthy. I try to work out. So, I work out three days a week or two days a week. But as long as I do that and eat somewhat healthy, I'm content. So, it's not that we eat or I eat horrible food. My problem is I need to feel that sense of I'm about to burst. And when I, when I get to that point, I, I hate it because then I've eaten too much. As I go, and I blame my wife. I said, why'd you let me eat so much? <laughs> but no, I, I think, so I, my family and I have made a, a point to um, eat healthier foods. Um, we incorporate, we try to incorporate fish once a week, but it's mainly uh, meat, chicken, and vegetables. We and if we're we're eating out, we do pizza Fridays, and if it's not pizza, if we're on the road, we'll try to hit like a Chick Fil A or a Wendy's. Nothing, and it's like Burger King, maybe very rare. That's like a treat. Never, ever, ever. I don't think I've ever eaten at a Taco Bell. Someone asked me the other day. They go, oh, how, "How could you not eat at a Taco Bell?" It's like. Just can't bring myself to eating that stuff, man. I think we have a new episode. Taco Bell? No, Taco Bell. <laughs> See how you feel afterwards. Oh, <laughs> I, did, I, I just look at the commercials and it's like, more. I mean, I Taco Bell used to be the thing when you're in college. My thing is, I know what it takes to make that kind of food. And those people behind the counter are not making that food. It's not fresh. Sure. I mean, they may tell you it's fresh. They... Take some bag of pre-made fucking chopped meat and stick it in a warming tray? No, man. No, thank you. If you ain't sitting there over a pot stirring in some taco seasoning and and, and, and putting some onions and scooping some shit out, I, I ain't eating it. Right? No. I mean, but Bernie. I, I mean, I, I don't get this. I don't get the beef. I get the chicken. Chicken's fine. Don't worry about it. Bur- <laughs> they, they kill it fresh in the back. <laughs> they got the chick. They go out in the chicken coop yeah. and slaughter it. <laughs> They go find it. They chase it down and get it. But I mean, if you, even if you think about it, McDonald's, Burger King, um, it's all f- frozen, and they they just keep it in the warming yeah. tray. It just sits there and marinates in their own juices for hours upon hours until they got to take the tongs and pull it out. But I remember when I was a kid, marinates in its own juices. Yep, marinates in its own juices. So I remember when I was a kid. I think I remember that you walk into a Burger King or a McDonald's, there was actually people on the grill flipping burgers like. Making them, yeah, and, probably, and not pulling them out of a warming tray. You know, now it's just they they got to move. They got to move numbers. They so I go produce. smash burger and they smash the burger. Oh yeah, that's why I got my Blackstone Grill, man. I can't wait in the summertime. Uh making smash burgers. I think tomorrow night is sausage, peppers, and onions on the uh, the Blackstone. Nice. Oh, I can't wait. That'd be good. So I seasoned it. I put it together. I seasoned yeah. it. Yeah. Is it like a cast iron? They have to season it like that, or yeah, yeah, yeah. You got you got to protect it. If you don't protect it, you're you're fooled. You, you got to try it, man. Maybe uh, 
when we do one of the guys' nights out uh, in the spring, not now because it's kind of cold. Just a little bit cold. Cook, cook on the cast iron. I mean, cook on the uh, the the blackstone. So I mean, so d- d- going back to the topic, I know we went off on a tangent here of food and stuff, a fast food, but um, uh, New Year's resolutions. I mean, what what is the most common New Year's resolution? Eat healthier. Go to the gym. Right. What else is there? Quit smoking. Quit smoking. Stop drinking Stop. alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> that worked well. Dry Januarys. Who said dry January? Is, is that? I mean, that's a is thing. That, is that a thing? Yeah, it's a di- it's a thing. I'll get out of here. I had no idea. <clears throat> yeah, we were we were gonna do it this year. Who? I don't know. <laughs> the other people who record this episode. <laughs> that, that's news to me. You. <laughs> I must have missed the memo. Yeah, I missed the memo. Though, did that get stuck in your outbox? Yeah, it got stuck. It got stuck as a draft. <laughs> couldn't couldn't send it. <laughs> but however, when this may actually come to fruition, I gotta check. But I may give up. A friend of ours gives up alcohol for Lent. Do you know this? No. George gives up alcohol every year for Lent. George, liquor Lent. Get out of here. Yeah. So last year I went in there and he's like, "Yeah, I'm not drinking." Wow. So I was Good like, for him, man. I like that. I was like, maybe I'll join you next year. So I'm thinking about that. So not my dry January. It would be my dry whatever. I'll, I'll give up uh, curry for Lent. Curry. Curry. You're a big curry guy, huh? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so New Year's resolution statistics. People are most likely to give up resolutions by, guess the date. Guess the date. Like the fifteenth. When, when are they done with their New Year's resolution? <laughs> like when? <laughs> when does it all go out the window? How long does it take? Five days? <laughs> a little longer than five days. Fifteen? Eighteen? Oh, it's not bad. It's January nineteenth. So statistics show that by January nineteenth, everyone's like, "The hell with this! I'm going back to eating at ten o'clock at night, fistfuls of of Chex Mix or tubs of ice cream." Interesting. Around 16% of Americans keep some of their resolutions. Around 13% of Americans keep none of their resolutions. Zero. Nada. I'm on the zero track. Nearly 80% of New Year's resolutions fail across the board. 80%. That Uh, is huge. That's amazing. That's some commitment right there from the people. Yeah. Do you know what? I I wonder how many people in the United States are going to give up their gas uh, gas, uh, uh, stove this year. I was talking to my wife about it today. I was like, hey, we got to replace the gas stove. (laughs) Dude, how? Uh, I only read the article in passing, so I didn't really read everything. All I know is that there's something harmful. I don't know. We've had gas stoves for what seventy years at this point. All I want to know is who paid for the research, right? Who paid for the research, and is it part of this whole new green initiative with fossil fuels to get everybody on electric? Electric, don't worry. Our infrastructure. Aren't you an electric guy? Yes. So I know about our infrastructure. So we're it, good, right? <laughs> you know, back to our uh, topic here, New Year's resolutions. The most common excuses for why resolutions fail include lacking of willpower. You know, got to get motivated. Yeah. Some people need a partner to get motivated. Some people are self-motivated. But lacking of willpower, forgetting, and just being downright lazy. Get your ass off the couch, get that granola bar or or that freaking uh, bonbon out of your mouth and hit the gym. Granola the bo- bar is actually good for you. Bonbon, not it so depends. much. Depends. What's in the granola bar? What's in the ingredients? You got to look in the ingredients these days, man. 
He's. I, 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 I only we, buy Al Natural. Yeah. I don't buy shit. I don't go shopping. <laughs> so, so Rob and I were having this conversation earlier, and I and I told I, I told him I said, the food we eat is killing us. If you don't look at the ingredients and what you're buying, it's they hide shit. Like I was. I, Sal wants to live from the land. So I was watching a video. You should watch the Zac Efron episode on Netflix. The the actor. Yeah. What about him? Uh, he's doing, he does, you, you have Netflix, right? Yeah. You should watch his, I forget what it's called. I'll, I'll find it afterwards. But he, d- he has a special where he travels the world and like lives with people, visits people who are essentially do, do that, but different cultures. And he meets, like there was one that we just watched in Australia where the people were vegan and they eat. I'm not saying this is the right or wrong, but everything was like mushroom based or like they grew everything. Shrooms are good for you. I know. And, but everything like in the house was self-sustaining. Like there were, there were uh, mushrooms, there were herbs, there were whatever. And everything in the house was there. And because they had an irrigation system running through, like it was pretty cool. The pharmaceutical companies don't want you to doctors and pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know that there is a natural way of healing what you have and curing what you have. There is an herb for, for an ailment that you have. And, and it's aggravating that the first thing they want to do is give you a pill, <clears throat> like for cancer. First thing they want to do is give you chemo. Because right before this episode, I was looking at a, a good friend of ours who runs another podcast, who was probably one of the first people we interviewed that never had aired because we essentially fucked it up, I think. It was the second person we interviewed, first person we interviewed. JP? Yeah. <laughs> Completely messed it up. That, was a, that was a four-hour, oh, my God. It was a four-hour, yeah, it was probably one of our best, like. Yeah, and we screwed it. And we we didn't screw it. The fucking recording didn't take, whatever. Um, our but, audio <laughs> engineer did. Yeah, fuck you. So she she interviewed someone about, and I don't know how to pronounce this. Can you, do you know how to pronounce that? What am I reading? The A, A, Y, U. Overdick. I, you, A, you're, I roof dick. you calling a dick? I, uh, are you verdick? So whatever that's that is, that's an interesting name. Yeah. So whatever that is, is a a healing method. So I was listening to her most recent interview, and she's talking with this gentleman, and he's talking about how most Western medicine is exactly that. They go in, they get prescribe you something, and you get a pill, and that's it. He's he actually said, and the only I listened to about maybe like 60, 90 seconds. Maybe we said, should have him on the podcast. We can reach out to him. Sure. I mean, JP knows him, so. Um, so he he said, hey, we do a full, like if you come in and you say, hey, my stomach hurts, we're going to do a full medical examination of you. We want to know what you eat, what you like, what's your lifestyle, how do you handle stuff, and really understand what you do to get to the root cause of what's going on. We're just not going to prescribe you like, um, yeah, let's investigate. like Pepto-Bismol right. because your stomach hurts or yep. whatever the fucking pill would be. But he's saying, hey, you know, we do our due diligence. Whereas it like... I don't know. Doctors these days, they're not going to 
prescribe something so, that's so, natural. So let, 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 let's just, I want to take this a step further. <clears throat> so they do, do the, they do their due diligence. They do their investigation as to what's, what's the cause of your irritation, right? Correct. A doctor, they call it a practice, air quotations, practice. Correct. If that particular doctor that you are visiting has never seen the symptoms that you are experiencing, you know what that doctor is going to do? He's going to give it his best guess as to what is causing your ailment and say, take this. If it's an honest doctor, he's going to say, I'm sorry. I've never heard of what you're feeling or what you're going through. Let me consult with some of my fellow colleagues and see if they have have seen what you're experiencing, and I will call you tonight, tomorrow, or whatever. My issue with doctors is they are, if they're not honest, they're going to say, okay, here's a pack. go take a pack for five days and you'll be fine. They are very quick to prescribe a medication. And again, if they have never seen a patient with the symptoms that you are experiencing, you're good luck. You're going to become a guinea pig is what you're going to become. Yep. But what that guy does that JP knows is they want to investigate as to what is causing your ailment that, that's what it should all be about. Let's figure out what the hell is causing your irritation and, okay, either maybe take it out of your life because it's causing you an irritation or let's try and go a natural route to soothe it and calm it. W- one thing, I get aggravated with my mom. Every time I'm sick, did you go to the doctor? What am I going to the doctor for? Because you're sick, okay? It's a cold, Two weeks, let it run its course. I'll take my vitamins. I'll, I'll be miserable for two weeks, and I'll be fine. Well, go, go take something. Well, you got a cough. Why don't you take some cough medicine? It's, <laughs> so, Ma, the cough medicine does not cure my cough. The cough medicine makes me get by. It suppresses my cough. It makes me comfortable. Just like any of, I don't know if any, anyone listening knows this, any over-the-counter medicine that you buy, it doesn't cure what you have. It just makes you get by the day. That's all it does. It's suppressing your ailments for the day. It makes you get by. At nighttime, if you're congested, if you can't sleep because you got a cough, you take something to, to like NyQuil. You, you take NyQuil to go to bed? It's going to make you get through the night. It's yeah. not curing your ailment. It's just it's just a relief. It's not it it's not taking away what you have. It's saying you take this in about 30 minutes you're going to pass the fuck out and you're going to maybe enjoy your sleep. Some people get up groggy, some people feel refreshed. Me, I get up groggy. If if you hate being congested and breathing through your mouth at night because you get up every 30 minutes because you got cotton mouth, then take something that'll get you through the night that'll make you, you that won't make you congested. 
But there's a lot of people that don't understand that. I much rather, and it sucks, letting my cold run its course than take and put a chemical in my body. You know what I take? I take airborne. It's just hyped up vitamin C. Just pumps up your vitamin C. Yeah. I just keep taking them. That's that's pretty. My wife yells at me because I don't take anything, but it is what I, it is. I take. I take you. You know the regimen I'm on. Yeah, he takes. Fucking, so he's like so, my mother. When so recent, what I've been incorporating in my in my in my uh, daily routine, I make myself fresh lemon ginger turmeric tea. In the morning. Uh, but I told you what I do when I wake up, right? I have hot, I, I lemon juice and hot water. So I've incorporated that. I didn't do warm. You gotta do warm. I go down in the morning. Gotta do cut warm. A, cut a lemon in half. I do the whole. You gotta do Squeeze whole lemon. It. Man up. Do the whole lemon. I do a half, right? Half a glass of water, half a lemon. Yeah, do more. I I drink it. I go upstairs, shower, make my coffee, and I come down and I and then, then I do my thing. No, you need to do. You need to do your. What, what's your the difference lemon between cold wa- cold lemon there, water? There's a different. I, yeah? I don't know. I used to do cold too, but there's warm water is better for you apparently. Mm. Um. So I do warm water. I do. I used to do half lemon, but then what? <clears throat> I read a whole bunch of stuff and they said it would like instead of a half, do the whole. Yeah, I do the whole because some some you don't get a, enough out of. Like some of the lemons just aren't. So that's why I do a half a glass of water, not a whole. Yeah, I do a I do a I do a mug essentially like a coffee cup, I just heat it up, and then I'll do also. So let me ask you this: Do you what? heat it up in the microwave? No, I have the hot water thing. What hot water? Thing? Oh uh, yeah, 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 okay. So, but then I do that. I drink that, and then I drink big glass of water on top of it, cold water, and then I. So you you chase it with a tall glass of water. Yeah. Pussy. <laughs> I do the warm mug, and then I take a glass of water. So then I get ready, and then I have my cup of coffee. I didn't look into this, but I I, I watched a video, and this guy said, if you want to take an exper- if you do an experiment, go to the store buy two. Two 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 uh, shrubs, two plants. One plant you water from your faucet. The other plant you microwave water, let it cool down, and you water the plant. He goes, I guarantee you, after seven days, that plant after seven days that you're you're watering from the microwave water is dead. Why is that? He's saying microwave food, everything is using the microwave is not good for you. Oh, here we go. Listen, you and your gas stove, and now you want to see. Shit look on at my that. They're, 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 sh- they're shitting on Do our. Do you use a microwave? S- sporadically. Oh. Not to, not very often. I hate the microwave. Really? I'd much rather put it in the oven. It takes longer, but I'd much rather put it in the oven. Oh, my God. gas oven. Yes, my gas oven. So All back right. to the topic. All the right. Mo- so instead of pro- killing yourself with the microwave, you're killing yourself with, with the, the asthma. Yeah, yeah. Don't fucking no, worry no, about no. it. No, no, no. So I'm not killing myself with the, 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 the oven. It's just asthma. It's just, I'm giving myself asthma. That's what it is. You're good so do you want to kill yourself with radiation or you want to give yourself asthma? I'll take asthma. <laughs> okay. So the most popular resolution every year includes eating healthier, being more active, and managing finances better. Well, this is the time of year to get your 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 finances in order. I think last year around this time we had Rich on took, uh, from Dynamic Wealth Consulting, right? Rich Latito. Yes, I think we have to have him on or uh, your guy, my guy. You got a guy? Yeah, I got a guy. I got a. 
this, this I gotta is, schedule them. I'm actually talking to them next Friday, so I mean, I'll get them on the books. This is where we talk about getting your your fi- finances in order, your your checking, your savings, and you know reevaluate reevaluating your situation. Where you at? What you want to spend? Your needs and wants. So I have a lot of needs and wants. So uh, anytime somebody in my house says, uh, "Dad, can you buy me this?" I said, "Okay." We have we have two columns. There's a column. It's a need column and a want column. You got to tell me which column that goes in. Oh, there's a new saying in my house. I I owe you three things. I owe you shelter. Oh boy. I owe you food, and I owe you clothing. Anything besides that, I don't owe not, you shit. Is not necessary. <laughs> so I tell my kids, which column does your thing fall in? Want. Okay, so. It's not, so, <laughs> you don't need it. It's a want. It's not a need. If you can tell me, if you have a good argument as, 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 a, as if it's a need, maybe I'll consider it. But if it's a want, you got no shot. Nice. All right. It's that time. Whoa. I think everybody was waiting for this time, Rob. I think so too. Yes. Tell us, Sal. What are we reviewing? Rob, we are drinking tonight your most, one of your most favorite. Uh, I think I, I can say it's one of mine as well. It is a hard bottle to find. Um, and if you do find it, they may want to charge you buku bucks. But be smart. You have the upper hand because you got the cash. Um, we're drinking tonight. Blanton's, the original single barrel bourbon whiskey. Delish. Yes. So I want to say about five years ago, this was not a very, uh, seven years ago, this was not a very popular bottle. And it was. They did a good job marketing. 50 bucks, maybe. Yeah, 50, 60 bucks. 40 bucks. Now, some liquor stores try to get it for. I mean, I've seen it for 250. Yeah. They're crazy. Which I was like, it's no, a sixty dollar. It's a sixty dollar bottle of bourbon, nothing more. 60, I don't think so either. Sixty dollars. What do you got in your write up? How much? So, uh, so in my write up, I got fifty nine to one hundred nine. <laughs> <laughs> if you're on the high, dude. If you if you really want it, pay the money. If you really want it, I think you can pay up to eighty ninety dollars. I think anything more than that just pass because you'll find it at, at somewhere. If you really want it. Just reach out to us. Rob's got a stash of like 107 bottles. Sorry. Not anymore. <laughs> He'll send you two ounces <laughs> for $50. <laughs> uh, alcohol classification is bourbon. Uh, Blanton's distillery. Proof is 93 proof. 46.5 alcohol uh, by volume. <clears throat> it is aged a minimum. Did you know this? Six to eight years in barrels before they bottle. Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, filtration is undisclosed. So this is bottle number 82, and it was dumped on uh, May 7th, 2020 from barrel 610 in Rickhouse number one. That's a lot of information. Yeah. Uh, Awards, they won a 2019 Silver Medal San Francisco World Spirits Competition Award um, in 2022. Just last year, they won the International Wine uh, Wine and Spirits Competition Color is amber. Price point, like I said, it is, you know, depending on where you are, anywhere's between fifty nine and like Rob said, two something. If you're in that two something range, I'd I'd hold off. It, it's 
It's a sixty dollar bottle of bourbon. That, yeah. yeah, that's what that's that's what it comes down to. Little history for Blanton's single barrel bourbon started with Blanton's in nineteen eighty four. Sorry, 1984. Nearing retirement, master distiller Elmer T. Lee was tasked with creating a bourbon of exceptionally high quality. With careful reflection, he recalled the earlier days of his career in the 1940s when he worked under Colonel Albert B. Blanton. Colonel Blanton was the president of the distillery until 1952. Mr. Lee remembered that when Colonel Blanton would entertain Dignitaries and other important guests, he would handpick honey barrels from the center cut of the warehouse H and have the bourbon bottled one barrel at a time. As a tribute to Colonel Blanton's old tradition, Elmer T. Lee decided to name his new bourbon Blanton's Single Barrel. Elmer T. Lee, which is another popular bottle, um, introduced the world to Blanton's single barrel a year before he retired. In doing so, he revolutionized the industry by creating the super premium category of bourbon with the world's finest single barrel bourbon. This idea was somewhat radical at the time because it challenged the identity of what most folks thought bourbon to be. Today, most distilleries offers one or more single barrel bottlings but Blanton's was the first and will and will still believe the finest single barrel on the market. Now, some of you may or may not know that the topper of the Blanton's bottle has a horse on it. And if you don't know, in the bottom left-hand corner of that topper of the horse, there is a letter. And each topper with a different letter is in a different formation. So the history about the stoppers, the horse and jockey atop the bottle stoppers are now a recognized trademark of Blanton single barrel bourbon. The rich heritage and tradition of horses in Kentucky parallel that of bourbon. This is their way of paying homage to the Kentucky heritage. Beginning in 1999, a collector set of eight different stoppers was produced. The set features a horse and jockey in a different stride and poses resembling the stages of a horse race from beginning to end. Each stopper is marked with a single letter that spells Blanton's when the set has been completed. The final stopper marked by S always finishes the race in victory. So if you are a Blanton's fan, you know that it is a challenge to complete that whole uh, spelling of Blanton's. I've been trying for years. I refuse to just go to their website and buy it like someone I know. Um, I am not cheating, so I will do it the the old-fashioned way. I got them all. Slowly but surely. Yes, Rob does have it all on a nice, I believe it's on a stave, right? Yeah, I got nice. to set it up in the new house. Yes, the missus bought it for him as a gift. Lucky bastard. So, let me continue. Nose and aroma, I get apricots and cur- cur- caramel. Cur- caramel. <sighs> Smells delicious. Tasting notes, we always taste our bourbon neat. Um I get caramel, little sweetness to it. 
some apples. Everybody's palate is different, so oh, you may about that. you may be listening to this and saying, "How the hell do you taste apples?" <laughs> <laughs> or how the hell do you taste? I don't know apricots, but that that's that's what I'm getting right now. I just washed my palate down. Um, finish smooth, slight, slight burn, but overall it is a fantastic, fantastic, delicious bourbon. I am going to give this an eight, five, my friend, this is, you know, top of the charts. Um, good bourbon. Rob, how about you? How do you feel about this? This is probably one of my favorite bourbons that is out there. I wish that the liquor stores weren't running up the price on it. Bastards. Uh, I used to get it for $60, $70. Um, I have a, a small collection of, of blends. I do open small. it. Small collection. Small. Well, I've run through it now at this point. So, <laughs> I, I listen, I'll have friends over. One of my friends was really appreciative. Um, I opened a bottle last time when I had a bunch of people over. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I read early on. You know, if you're into bourbon... One of the good things about bourbon is sharing the experience with everyone. So for me, sharing the experience about Blands, I have a couple of bottles. I bought them for relatively cheap. I don't, they're not an investment for me. Now, if you told me Blood Oath, like where I paid $100 and $150 for a bottle, that's going to be $1,000. You better be a special person yeah, you coming be over to real drink special that. person to drink that. <laughs> so, you know, the, those, those bottles, I actually opened one bottle and... It was funny because I had my cousins over and we finished it in one night. Yowza. Yeah. It was delicious. Let me tell you. It's good stuff. It was it was worth it. Um, but it's Blanton's is one of my favorites. I will trump Sal on this. I am going to go for a nine oh. I think the, the taste is a three. The finish is a three. I think the aroma is only the thing that's lacking for me, which is a two, but I'm gonna throw in that extra one point because I love my Blanton. So um, real big fan of Bland's, and I just I can't say enough. I it's it's real good. I love the marketing of the He's jockey. Stumbling to find words for Bland's, I He's am so I, in love. I think the the aroma on the dry glass and even in the wet glass, it is a sweetness. It's a caramel. I I, I gotta say the, the I'm, I'm a little disappointed with the third glass, um, the aroma in the third glass. It kind of dissipated rather quickly. Like you, you now got you have a smoke. Yeah, yeah. Now Hold you on. have a smoke. Oh yeah, look at that. Yeah. So that's wow. Hard. The dry glass is really cool. I think that's a real like if you're into bourbon, I highly suggest it because as you, I only put a little bit in there because the bottle we had there wasn't a lot left, so I put a little bit in there. But there was a sweetness when we first did it. And I actually said it, it smelled like maple, which was between a maple and a caramel. But now it's dried a little bit more. Now it smells you get smokiness. The oak, yeah. yeah, you get the oakiness. I'd like for you guys to, to comment on any of our posts when we when we post about bourbon. Let, try try the third glass method. Let us know what you think. Let, let us know what you smell. Uh, you know, that's a, I think I want to make that a post on our our. I think you should because I think it's really it's a awesome try to third glass method. Yeah, I think it's a real good thing that we came up with or Sal came up with, and I think it adds another avenue of of bourbon tasting. It 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 gets the undertones of what you're drinking. Yeah, and it, it's amazing. 
See, for me, it's hard to go to a bar and ha- enjoy ask, a drink. Ask him for a third glass? No, it's <laughs> like I don't. I drink bourbon because I enjoy the experience. I don't want to drink Maker's Mark. I don't want to drink like I'm not there to drink that. Like if I'm out, I have that stuff at home. I want to like try something that I don't have. Like I'll pay the thirty dollars to try. What did we try the one time? We tried like um, it wasn't Blood Oath, Orphan Barrel. We tried one. Yeah, Orphan Barrel. Yes. Uh, we tried Pappy's, but Pappy's was like a little bit like a like a little taste. Yeah, it was like a it's like a medicine dropper. Yeah. So it you know for me it's it's more about the experience, but that is a wrap. Thank you. Welcome twenty twenty three, season four. Yes, you heard that right. We are in season four. This is the start of season four. Thank you everybody for joining us, and hopefully you've been with us for these past uh, three years. This is coming into our fourth year of doing this. Rob and I couldn't do this without you guys. Um, we're having a great time. We'll continue to review and and taste bourbons. And talk about our, uh, our, 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 our families raising our kids and, and, you know, the new adventures and challenges that we face uh, daily, weekly, or monthly, whatever it is. Um, but thank you all for joining us and, and for joining us for the ride. Uh, it's been amazing. Um, and, and continue to listen and, and, and uh, share with friends and family. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.